Let us read in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, 13:27. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that land, and the cities are walled, and very great, and moreover we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in that land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it. For we are able to overtake, to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants of the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, for would God we had died in this wilderness. And wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, and that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return unto it? into Egypt, and they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return into Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell before their face, before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding great good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But the congregation bed stone, bed stones, bed stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his, of his word. You may be seated. This is a great reading. A great story. Uh, this is a great story. As we know these things happened as examples. For us. 
It was typing our day. We are the people, we are the children of God that have been called out of Egypt. But calling out of Egypt is never and is not enough. Brother Branham told us redemption has two stages. It has a coming out and an entering in. Now, those two stages or phases, they must all be accomplished. They work together to make redemption. If you, there is no half redemption. It is Either redemption or no redemption. So if you accomplish one phase and you fail another, you are not redeemed. Amen. Amen. You are not redeemed. Praise be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to undergo both Stages, both phases. We have a song that says, I am going through. Lord, I'm going through. I'm going through. I will uh, pay the price, whatever others do. Amen. You're willing to pay the price. Whatever others do. Then it has a part that says, there are many who start in the race, but not very many expect to go through. Now, this is uh, that song describes what I'm preaching tonight. Many start in the race, and they don't reach. They don't go through. And redemption having two phases, if you don't go through, as I've said, there is no half redemption. Then you lose it all. You are not better than someone who remained in Egypt to begin with. There is no reward for someone who dies in the middle. No reward. When you die in the wilderness, you perish. You remember the Jews telling Jesus, our father ate manna in the wilderness. He said, yes, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness. But they are dead. And that death Brother Bram told us it means they perished. It means they, they, are, they got eternally separated with God. So dying in the wilderness it meant your loss. Praise God. Dying in the wilderness. You see 
The people of that day, they believed God and lived in hope of salvation. They, they, are, they were not fully redeemed. They were not fully saved. They could not be saved under the blood of animals. So the Bible said they lived in hope. The Savior will come. The Redeemer will come. And His blood will make us perfect before God. And when He died, and his blood was shed on Calvary's tree. Amen. Amen. All the hope they had waited for was fulfilled. That blood was not shed only for those who will come. Not for those who will believe on him. But all those who died believing in him. Right from Adam. To the last man. To the thief at the cross. Up to the last one. When the door will close. Amen. Amen. The blood, no one will go to heaven. Then on the basis of the blood of Jesus Christ. So there's been a another rapture. We are waiting for our rapture. But there has been a rapture already. When Jesus died, the dead rose and they went with him to glory. That was rapture. That was now accomplished, an accomplished work. It was it was a work accomplished. They didn't need any more, any, nothing. They didn't need to hear the gospel of the New Testament. They died waiting for the Messiah to come and to die for them and to shed the blood for them to complete, take away condemnation. And when it you know, when he died, it was finished. We know they kept in the paradise. Waiting. They could not go to hell. They were believers. But they could not go to heaven because they were under an imperfect atonement. So they waited for the Atonement. The blood of Jesus Christ, which speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Last Sunday we heard about Calvary. Oh, the precious blood. We shall never lose his power. The name Jesus can never be substituted by any other name. And the blood of Jesus Christ can never be substituted by anything in worship. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then the, 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 the graves will open. They, they open. 
And the Bible said they, they came out. And they were seen by many in Jerusalem. They appeared to very many people. But when the Bible says the graves opened. And the dead were the dead came out. You can think that even here in Uganda, the dead came out. No way. They can think that even here in Uganda, the dead came out. Those who were in the land that God gave to Abraham. Those are the, those, the, those are the only graves that opened. That was the fruit of the Old Testament work of God. Amen. Amen. It was now completed. It was now harvested. To glory. Then a new work began now. Which we are waiting for its harvest. We are waiting for its rapture. But I'm telling you. It only happened in Israel. Only in, the, in that land of Palestine. I don't think it was called Palestine at that time. In this conflict I came to learn that it was not called Palestine. Maybe we can call it Canaan. But it was, uh, it was not called Palestine. I've, I've learned that it, was, it has been called Palestine sometime later by the Romans then Palestine comes after Philistia. Philistines and then Palestine. And because they hated the Jews, the Romans hated Israel, they hated the Jews. That's why they named that name after the Enemies of the Jews. Palestine. Palestine. But it was all for Israel. And now they name it after the, Palestine, the, the, the Philistines. To show this is a land of the Philistines. Not yours. They persecuted them. They threw them out of that country. They scattered around the world and named it after after some time later. So that land there that God gave Abraham Canaan land that is the promised land. And God was getting his children out of, out of Egypt. And then through the wilderness. And then they crossed Jordan. Into Canaan land. Now if you died outside of Canaan. You did not have a chance to resurrect. 
That's why. People like Jacob, Israel. When he died, or when he was going to die, he made his children swear that they will not bury him there. But they will take him to Canaan. The land of, the, of his fathers. The promised land. Praise God. And Brother Branham told us that that is where Job was buried. In Hebron. That's where Job was buried in the field of Makipela. So when Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth, and when he shall stand upon the earth, I will see him with my own eyes. I will see him. So that word remained. Amen. Echoing. The patriarchs shared about it. It was well known about the life of Job and how he died with that inspiration that he will see God when he will stand upon the earth. And then Abraham desired to be buried close to Job. You see, God never changes. He cannot bring one messenger and then he sends another messenger contradicting the first messenger. Amen. No, it's not possible. Uh, Moses Musa. Could not, uh, Joshua could not contradict Moses. And Joshua could not be contradicted by the judges. And by, the, by people like Samuel and other and prophets. And those ones could not be contradicted by, by, by Isaiah, and others, and Ezekiel. Ezekiel. They could not contradict each other. That's what shows the Bible is the true word of God. So you can depend on on God, what God, how God moved with those who move, he moved with in the previous age to determine how he's going to move in your age. God does not take away what he has done. He does not take away what he has said. But he adds, he progresses. Amen. The same thing goes on. So when However righteous uh, Abraham was and however spiritual he was when he knew that Job died with a hope to meet the Messiah he didn't want to be far from there he didn't want to be far from where Job was buried in other words resurrection will take place around here and when Messiah comes and cause Job I should be near there. I am safer to be where there is assurance of resurrection. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, wonderful. That's uh, what a wonderful thing. So when he bought the, uh, the field of 
the field of Makipela. Remember they wanted to give it to him freely. They were inhabitants of that place. The sons of someone, somebody. The lands of some elder in Canaan there. They said, no, we cannot sell it to you. You are a good man among us. You are a good man among us. You are a prince in the land. For be it for us selling to you the land. For the burying of your people. So we shall give it to you. He said, I either buy it or you have not seen it. Or you have not uh, cooperated, you have not assisted. I have to pay it with my own money. Praise be the name of the Lord. He wanted to be very sure. He wanted to be, to be sure of ownership. The Bible says make your calling and election sure. You cannot delay your eternal destination something temporarily. Eternal destination is so important that you cannot risk it. To go out of the message is a big risk. If you say anywhere I can be a believer I can follow Christ that's a great risk my brothers I want to be in a place where the saints have already said we are resting on that that's where I want to rest blessed be the name of the Lord so you cannot no Jew can be blessed outside that place no blessings to a Jew outside Canaan. So Canaan is the promised land of our day. And that is the place where there is going to be resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. When they were in Egypt, they were not blessed. They were slaves. They suffered. But it's when they came back. Actually, it is sin that took them outside of Canaan. Just like sin takes away the church from Canaan. When sin enters the church, it takes away God. God moves out and it becomes uh, uh, it becomes another place altogether. It can become a Babylon. It can become Egypt. But not Canaan any longer. But when you repent and that sin is taken away, you spiritually drift back into Canaan. Canaan is the Holy Ghost. So when the Holy Ghost is there, you are in Canaan. When the Holy Ghost is out, you are out of Canaan. And you cannot be blessed. The blessings to a believer follows you happens to you when you are in Canaan Canaan the land of promise the promised land
Amen. Jesus is canon. Yes, Christo ye canon. And the Holy Spirit puts us into Jesus. Eromo mtu kuvia tuteka mu Yesu Christo. It puts us into canon. Na tuteka mu canon. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Nime kama tenesiwe. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So those who died in the wilderness. Kati ababa fira mudungu. And their carcasses scattered in the wilderness. E minambo jabu na jisasa njizwe mudungu. They are lost. Ababa there is no chance for them to be to be to enter heaven. Then people like uh, like Joseph after burying their father back into Hebron. They went back. But they told him because now they thought that was uh uh, a greener pasture for them. Their brother is a prime minister. A brother, we are prime minister. And they, they could not have any better place than a place where their brother is a ruler. So they went back to the place, to the beautiful place that they had been given. Goshen where they could raise their animals freely and have state protection. But it was not going to last long because when Joseph died, there came another Joseph who did not respect Joseph. There came another fellow who did not respect Joseph. Amen. Who did not recognize him. So he made them slaves. Praise be the name of the Lord. As you know the Bible story. And then they cried to the Lord. But before Joseph died. He called his brethren. And he said swear unto me. By the name of the living God. That when I die. You will not leave my bones here. Because I know that the God of our fathers will visit us one day and he will take us back. Oh, Joseph was a spiritual man. Because God had already said that to Abraham. Your seed will be taken to the strange land. You stay there for ten generations. That is 400 years. But after that, I'll bring them with back back with the mighty hand. They didn't have a Bible to read. But to the spiritual, the Bible was written in their conscience. And they shared those stories as a family. And they knew Mina. that God does not lie. What he promised he will fulfill. So I said, I know that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Israel, our fathers, will remember us and time will come He will take us back to our homeland. But swear to me by the living God that when that time comes, 
No matter the condition of my bones, you will not leave them here, but you carry them with you to Canaan. And they will be laid with the rest of the family. I want to be sure I am buried where there will be resurrection. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. And I believe that night of the Passover, I'll pass through the land of Egypt tonight. I'll smite the first boat. And now you shall close yourselves in a house and share a lamb. And you shall share it standing. No making beds, no sleeping. You shall eat it uh, with your loins gathered and your shoes on. For after that night, of the Passover. You are starting a journey. I believe that, that, that night they spent it with the bones of Joseph. They were close there. They had to make sure. Amen. Amen. In the morning, Wacha. we are starting an exodus. And we made a covenant with our brother. If we leave his bones here, the curse of God will follow us. Because we made a covenant. Bones there. So as they started the journey, they were carrying the bones. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. God is wonderful. Amen. Amen. And the word of God is wonderful. Up to the promised land. When they crossed the Red Sea, they had them. When they crossed Jordan, they had them. But them by the side of my Israel. Where they buried him. So that Joseph is assured of resurrection. Resurrection is in the promised land. And today resurrection is in Christ. And how do we enter into Christ? By one Holy Ghost baptism. We are baptized into his body. Without being in the body of Christ, you cannot be you cannot make it. Praise be the name of the Lord. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, that's why it's a very important, it's a very crucial thing that you seek Him and receive the Holy Ghost. For if uh, you die without the Holy Ghost, it means you have died outside Christ. And there will not be a resurrection. So God has called you out of Egypt. From sin, from the world. And now, he's taking you to Canaan. Complete redemption. No matter who you are, you shall not have resurrection if you're not in Christ by the baptism of the Holy Ghost as it fell on the Pentecost. That's why you must lay aside everywhere. And they sin that so easily take you and you seek God and you seek the Holy Ghost. Let your salvation, your labors become wasted. Amen. Amen.
You have to, you need to be sure you have crossed Jordan to Canaan land. Amen. Now, we find out they journeyed from there then to Kadesh Barnea. Kadesh Barnea, they made their most fatal mistake that uh, they, they ever did. They didn't ever did make. Israel made a real mistake when they came to Kadeshbania. Well, they had when they had their twelve different heads. Twelve different groups of them. And they sent them up to the promised land. To spy out. To see what they could get. Any information from the inside. When they came back. We find out that ten of the group said. It is impossible to take it. We just can't do it. It's too much of a job. We are a little bitty fellow up the side of them. We look like grasshoppers. Yeah, it's a great job. We cannot manage. Amen. But there was two that had evidence. They had been somewhere. When they came back, they had the fruits of the land. They came back to know that they'd been over. And brought back the evidence that it was a good land. Well, that's about the way we get it out of a revival. My subject tonight is possessing after testing of um, the promised land. Possessing after testing of the fruits of the promised land. That's my subject tonight. So Brother Abraham talks about these two, Joshua and Caleb. Brother Abraham, Amen. Amen. They brought back the evidence that it was a good land. Well, that's about the way we get it out of a revival. About two in a setting. It's just about the it's just about like setting a hen's egg about two out of a good setting. And the first thing you know, Joshua and Caleb came back with the evidence that it was a good land. They had evidence. Evidence, but that wasn't all the evidence. They just had one evidence. That's why the Pentecostals got when they cross over the land into the wilderness over the Red Sea 
and found the enemy dead. They begin speaking in tongues as an evidence that they had been over there. They thought there was something good. They thought there was a land somewhere that was beyond anything that we've reached yet. That's right. So those who came with the evidence were two. And they, they, there was a, a sign. The land is there. It is good. It is real. So Joshua and Caleb came with the evidence. And they came with a good report. We are more than able. Only if the Lord be with us. We shall possess the land. As we have read and as you know the story. Amen. Amen. So, Brother Branham compares that with the Pentecostals. They prayed. They wrestled in the spirit. The spirit of the spiritual realm. They came down speaking tongues. Supernatural. You see, in the message, people despise tongues. Taking it as a very small thing. But I want to tell you, tongues is supernatural. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about the ones they mimic. No, I'm not talking about those ones. Amen. And, and, and impersonate and fabricate. I'm talking about real tongues. Where the believers can pray. And enter into the spirit. And break into the spiritual realms. And speak tongues. Amen. Amen. So, that is, that is supernatural. So, when the Pentecostals reached there, that was a testing of the promised land. Praise God. That was a testing of the promised land. That the land is there. And the land is real. So, be courageous and fight. But you see, that land was full of strange tribes. Amen. Amen. It was full of giants. The sons of Anak. And all the giants there. Praise God. It, is, it had the, the Hamas. Hamas of that type of that type. Very tough-hearted people. And you know, like that. Anyway, the Hamas are descendants of those ones. So to possess it, it meant fighting out. Those tribes. 
So it was going to take courage, a lot of courage. It was going to take a lot of work. A lot of determination. I'm determined to fight until I possess. So it is not different today. We to have the Holy Spirit to enter the spiritual canon today and possess it. You've got to make a similar determination. I'm going to fight to pray. I'm going to separate with sin. I'm going to lay aside every weight and every sin. I'm going to lay aside worldliness. I'm going to crucify the flesh. And all its desires. And all its lusts. I'm going to crucify them. I'm going to deaden it. I'm going to deaden it. And then pray until I get the Holy Spirit. And then I get victory. Amen. So there was some work to do. But this was looked at the work. They looked at the challenge. It was to such a big mountain. They said we are like grasshoppers. Before those, the problem. Before the challenge. So. God saw in his wrath that he shall not enter and that he was going to take them around the wilderness and that they die one by one and their carcasses scattered in the wilderness and only their children will be given a chance to enter. Because remember they told Moses, you have brought us to die here. Our children and our wives. They said, okay, the children you thought they have come, to your, they have come here to, to, to die here. Your children are innocent. Those ones will grow until they will enter. The land Tula is there. Tula it is good. It flows with milk and honey. It is sweet. But we cannot manage. Those who are that gospel. None of them entered Canaan. Two and a half billion people. Apart from Joshua and Caleb. Praise God. He said because they have a, another, a different spirit. It was a spirit of courage. It was a, a spirit of decision. To, to, amen. Amen. They were not double-minded people. They were single-minded. Praise be the name of the Lord. Now your brother Bram said, now let's just take, give an, an a parabolic, in a parabolic 
Amen. So that they will see and won't miss it now. Now he's writing to these Jews. You see, he was answering a question of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4. Can you reflect it on the Hebrews 6, 4? And he will say, Brother Branham, please explain Hebrews 6, 4 to 6. Can you help me reflect it? Quickly, Hebrews 6, 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tested the heavenly gift. And we are made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tested the good word of God. The powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away. To renew them again and to repent. Seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. So they tested. Go back to verse 4. Amen. 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 Who were once enlightened. You have been enlightened. You have known the message of Yahweh. People have been enlightened. And they have tested of the heavenly gift. Testing is when the Holy Ghost comes in a mist. And you get a touch of the Holy Ghost. You feel good. You may shout. You may cry. You may speak Something happens. And you say, God is real. You hear. You feel good. You are testing. And we are made partakers of the Holy Ghost. That is still testing. Not receiving, but testing. Continue. And have tested of the good word of God and have tested of the good If they shall fall away. There are some who finally fall away after they have been enlightened. They have tested the word of God. They have tested the goodness of the Holy Ghost. And finally, whatever happens, whatever the trial, whatever the temptation, whatever the challenge, you fall away. The Bible says it is impossible to renew them again. So that is the question that was asked, Brother Branham. And then he said, now, let me just uh, give in a parabolic so that you will see and won't miss it now. Now he's writing to those Jews. Some of them are borderline believers. See? See? Now we are getting to leave these works and go on to talk about perfection. And now we are talking about baptisms and resurrection of the dead and laying on of hands and everything. Let's go ahead now talk about perfection. Now we are going to talk about when we come into the Holy Ghost. Now, now you've been hanging around the meeting a long time. 
Yeah, you've been hanging. You've been hanging around the meeting a long time. You see, you came out of Egypt. And you, you've been with the Exodus. You call yourself a believer. A believer of the message. And you've been hanging around. For a long time. Some of you guys have been in the church for 10 years. You've been in the church since it began. Doesn't matter how long. You are the people. I am speaking to tonight by the word of God to the people God is speaking to and you've seen those people they will stay around they won't come in or go out I feel I, I feel I I should not go over this very quickly you have seen them. They can keep around in the church for a long time. They won't come in and they won't, won't go, go out. Amen. Amen. Coming in means receiving the Holy Ghost that they are fully now for the word of God. They are bound to the promised land. They are they, they keep around. They don't come in. And they won't go out. He says they appreciate the Holy Ghost. They will come around. And maybe the Holy Ghost do something. And men, they will get up and shout. And jump up and down the floor about it. But they never want to receive it themselves. Oh, how I have seen that here. They are the majority here. And they appreciate it. They like this church to be the church that believes and preaches the gospel of the Holy Ghost. And when, we, when the Holy Ghost comes and does something supernatural, they shout and rejoice. They are happy. They are not anti-Holy Ghost. They believe it, they like it. They never want to receive it themselves. No. No. See, they will say, Oh yes, that's good. For I don't know about that now. Borderline believers. Just so close till they can test it. They are so close to the promised land till they can test it. But yet, they don't receive it. 
nothing. See, now they hang around like that so long till after, after a while they drift, they drift completely away. Huh? You stay in church for many years. And you have not made a, a complete resolve. And you stay here. And after many years, you are still committing a little dirty fornications, immoralities. You are still doing that. You're still a hypocrite. You never decided to come in fully. You appreciate it. They ask you, are you a Jew? You say, yes. Are you a child of Abraham? Yes. Do you appreciate Canaan? Yes. But you never go on to receive it. After some years, instead of becoming more spiritual and more tough, for the journey, I'm talking about tough because the Bible says a double-minded person can never receive anything from God. People we have around. Until Elijah told them. I think it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, Joshua. If you want to serve the Lord, serve him. But if not. You want to serve the gods of the Egyptians. Serve them. But don't stand between two. But I and my house. We will serve the Lord. Praise be the name of the Lord. I and my ministry. We are fully for God. So, but there are people who are ever there. Double-minded person. Double-citizenship. Double Canaan and Egypt. In the world, they, are, they fit there. When they meet worldly friends, they really flow with them fully. Fully. They can even club with them. They can even converse with the things with them. They can talk about football and things with the world. And they can dress like them and with them. And they can fully flow with them. They have double citizenship. But such people cannot please the Lord. If they don't please him, they displease him. He doesn't like you. I've not said he doesn't love you. But he doesn't like. But even if I said he doesn't love you, But he said I don't love. He said I hate Esau. I don't know where you want to put that, but it's not happen with you. Let us say you don't please him. Please 
Praise God. But I want to please my God. I want to be a friend of my father. Even don't you have children that you don't, they don't please you. I want to tell you, I don't know what, I don't know what you will say, but there are people, you, are, you can have a child, and he becomes such a disgrace. And you wish you never, and you wish you never brought forth such a child. It can happen. Even God one time said, I regret why I made man. I have to finish him. So, would you want to be in that, that category? A face of wrath that God wishes you are finished? We know there were vessels of wrath and vessels of honor. Amen. He has reserved them for wrath, for judgment. But God has his friends. One time he talked about uh, Abraham. He said, can I do anything without informing my friend Abraham? And those who love Jesus, he said, where he is, they will live. He will take you where he lives so that you live with him because you love him. You see the vessels of wrath and the essence that God says I dislike. It is not God's decision. It is these people's making. The people's decision. Because they don't decide to live for him. But they want to pretend they are scared of hell. They come to church. They come to church. But they don't have a complete resolve to live for God. So they want to to enjoy a bit of sin. And they still want to go to heaven. So they have one foot here. And one foot there in the world. Borderline believers. Now they hang around like that so long. Till after a while. They drift completely away. It cannot be forever. No. Keep there and keep there. They eat this side and the other side. Uh, they take uh, this side and the other side. They are no true ambassadors of, of the kingdom of God. You can find them somewhere else there. Somewhere outside church. And you wonder what you are seeing. You wonder what they are seeing. You wonder what they are doing. You wonder who this is. Is this the sister we fellowship with? Is this the brother we fellowship with? But then it cannot be forever. Oh, no. Your sin will find you out. So after some time, 
they drift completely away. You can also look at those people and you are like, but these people don't want help him to be saved completely. If she or he does it, get saved completely. He's going to fall. They are they are double-minded. Long till after a while, after a while, you will completely go. You will completely go. After a while, you better decide to get saved. You better decide to belong to one side. But if you don't, after a while, that he broke. That hypocrisy will live for some time. It cannot be permanently. God is alive. God is real. He will not allow it to be that way. After a while, drift away. He said, I can call the names of many. Was at the tabernacle. Done, done the same thing. I can call the names of many. Was at the tabernacle. Done the same thing. Brother Branham, Brother Branham had many in his mind when he was speaking these words. Brethren, he had fellowshiped with. He had preached to in the tabernacle. But they stayed there. They are never in their nonsense. They drift away. He said, I can call many. Even here, we can call many. Amen. Amen. Fall away. Fall way away again. Never to renew themselves and to repentance. There is no repentance for them. They just grieved the spirit away from them. Completely. Grieve the Holy Spirit away from them. And the Holy Spirit has given up on them. Amen. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. Timile kumagulga fe.